What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back on the video and back with another site-specific ADP video. You know the drill at this point. We're going to look at five of the major platforms, talk about which wide receivers are the worst values on each site. And we'll start off with ESPN and DK Metcalf. Uh, Metcalf's average ADP across the industry is 30th overall around the mid-second or mid-third round. Uh, my ranking is 32nd overall, just a little bit behind that. His second worst non-underdog value we'll get to that in a second uh second worst non-underdog value is on sleeper at 31st overall so everything's hovering in that range espn adp 24th overall going at the turn on espn i can't really justify that um i would prefer you take you know the the high-end quarterbacks take mark andrews take the last of these high-end running backs there's a few wide receivers in that range i would prefer um just taking them at 24th overall that's, I'm not going to say taking him at the ceiling because his ceiling legitimately is, you know, 12, 1300 total yards, 15 touchdowns, finishing as a top five wide receiver. That's in his range of outcomes. I just think this season, a little bit less likely to hit that with JSN now on the team. Uh, we will actually talk about JSN later in the video, so I don't want to go too in-depth there, uh, but a sneak peek into that. Uh, even if JSN misses a game, two games, he's going to be fine. When he returns, it's not going to be a high rate of re-injury. And once he's cleared to play, you know, he's going to be well-conditioned so he can be thrown right in there. So I'm not concerned about this injury for JSN. And the impact to Metcalf is just target share ceiling. The touchdowns can still come, but JSN is also going to steal touchdown share. And JSN is going to, like, keep the ceiling for Metcalf's targets at bay to where I can't justify him as a top 25 pick. Mike Evans, uh, another bad value on ESPN. Average ADP across the industry is 71st overall. My ranking is 77th overall. Second worst non-underdog value uh, is sleeper at 76. So everything's in that general range. ESPN ADP 62nd overall. Just a little bit too early there. Um, I've kind of given my take many times on why I like Godwin over Evans this season, and I'm not drafting much Evans unless it's on underdog and I want to capture that spike. But if I'm in a season-long league, I don't really prefer drafting Mike Evans this season, especially at this elevated ADP. Uh, Baker was named the starting quarterback. I don't have a ton of confidence in Baker's deep ball, his consistent accuracy. And so, you know, Mike Evans might still hover around the thousand yards he always has, but, you know, the ceiling there to surpass a thousand yards get to like 11 1200 have those double digit touchdowns have the year we've seen from him in previous years it seems a little bit less likely with baker and then if they transition to trask after that um, i just there's a lot of really 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 strong picks at multiple positions in that range to take evans whose ceiling is definitely capped doesn't make a lot of sense to me um also i guess i'll say it now uh when i'm saying second best non-underdog value Kind of have to do that for this one because underdog is a three wide receiver format. And so all these other sites are two wide receiver. Well, of course, wide receivers going earlier in underdog. So there's a lot of wide receivers whose worst value is underdog. I want to talk about, you know, the other four uh, during those. And then I'll highlight some that stand out on underdog after. Uh, but yeah, that's why I'm saying second worst non-underdog value because underdog would be second worst for all of these. Uh, but next up. For ESPN is Rondell Moore, average ADP of 175th. My ranking 152, I kind of want to move that down a little bit more for the reasons we'll talk about in a second. Second worst underdog value, um, second worst value other than underdog uh, is Sleeper at 169. ESPN 129, I you can't justify that. Uh, again, I'm looking to 
bring him down. I think he is actually trending down if you look at like the last seven days. So it might be even lower than that when you guys are watching this. Um, my model liked him. We talked about him in the breakout wide receivers, that machine learning model video that I did where I asked the model to predict breakouts in fantasy. Um, it predicted him and I talked about how I was hesitant. And this was back, oh, I don't know the month. Maybe it was in June, but June or July. Um, over a month ago, I believe at this point. And I talked about my concern being that I don't know that he'll be anything more than a gadget player uh, and that he can consistently win on the outside. And that's not something my model really had a good understanding of. It knows his size, and so it docks him for that, but it still thought that he'd be better than last season. And I think he can be better than last season, but if we're talking about you know any sort of ceiling here, maybe you draft him at 129, 130, and he produces like top 110 value, and you're like, all right, technically a good pick. But the odds that you're starting Rondell Moore is pretty small. Uh, They're going to run the ball a ton, they're going to be a terrible offense overall, but also, and this con is confirmed in the preseason, it does seem like he can't win on the outside because now they're going to be starting Marquise Brown and Michael Wilson in those two wide receiver sets, and Rondell is probably only going to see the field in three wider sets from the slot, which they're probably not going to run a ton of until they get down and are forced to throw it a ton in the second half, but that's just not a player I want to invest in. Uh, I'm just not a believer in the long-term upside for Rondell Moore, so it's a no for me and definitely a no at the earliest ADP among all the sites. On Yahoo, uh, only bad value on Yahoo is Tyler Lockett. Average ADP is 166. My ranking is 74th. Second worst non-underdog value is Sleeper at 70. But Yahoo's ADP, 55th overall. Um, same exact thing as JSN. I don't think these major platforms are fully understanding the impact that JSN is going to have to the team. And it's not only that, it's having Charbonnet as well. Um, having Charbonnet and Ken Walker in that backfield means that there's no way they go super pass heavy. They want to utilize both these running backs. And now, you know, uh, Charbonnet plus McIntosh when he's healthy are decent in the receiving game as well. But you add all of that to still having Lockett being a good player, Metcalf being great, and now JSN taking a lot of targets away from both of them. I'm, I'm not going to spend, you know, the 55th overall pick on Tyler Lockett. It's just simply too early. On NFL, uh, Stefan Diggs. And I almost didn't mention it, but I, I really want to talk about that like first round. I think it's a very important round. Um, he's going 10th overall on average. I have him ranked 10th overall. Second worst non-reduct value sleeper at 10th overall. But in NFL, he goes 8th. And it's not like that's horrible, right? Do what you want at that general range. But I'm definitely taking McCaffrey, Eckler, Bijan, and Chubb over him. I want those four running backs in round one. And I'm definitely taking Jefferson, Chase, Cup, and Hill over him. So right there, you have eight players. You could 50-50 Kelsey. I think I would take Kelsey for that positional advantage over Stephon Diggs and then have Stephon Diggs at 10, where I have him as that first, you know, wide receiver in that like 10 through 16, 17 range, where a lot of them are very, very similar. And even though I do think he's pretty clearly first among that group, it's not enough for me to take him over some of these running backs because of the ability to start off with a hero RB build, grab that running back, and then not ahead of those four wide receivers. And so at eighth overall, you're taking someone ahead of that. Uh, and I would not do that. Stephon Diggs, I think, deserves to be the 10th overall pick this season. Only other bad value on NFL is Terry McLaurin going 53rd overall on average. My ranking also 53rd. Second worst non-underdog values on Sleeper at 49th overall, going 46th overall on NFL. And again, not a horrible pick, a little over a round ahead of where he should be going. 
Um, but I figured I'd mention him as well because he also, with JSN, are the two players that suffered an injury recently. It's turf toe for McLaurin. It's not a major injury, but we have seen that be a recurring injury, uh, something people can't really get over throughout the season. So definitely something to keep an eye on. Um, if he was someone that I was loving before, I don't think this turf toe would really impact anything. He's probably going to play in week one, and it's probably not going to like be anything this season. But because I think Dotson is so good, and because I think Howell's probably better than I think, but is still not an amazing quarterback, and because I just don't believe strongly in the commander's offense, I think they'll be solid, but not amazing. Uh, it's really just a like, I don't see an amazing ceiling for McLaurin. And so if he's going earlier in NFL than every other site, I mean, give him too many falls to, you know, pick 55, 56, 57 uh, when some of these other higher end wide receivers are off the board and you want more of a floor pick. Um, but like he's never surpassed the wide receiver 20 in points per game. And this season, you know, they're going to utilize these running backs. Again, I think Dotson takes that next step into like a name that people are actually talking about. I feel like he's not not a household name, right? He's not going to be a superstar, but someone where you're like, oh yeah, Jahan Dotson. Yeah, he's like a top 20 wide receiver. Like I think he's going to be in that conversation this season. And McLaurin's been producing, you know, at best wide receiver 20 numbers when he doesn't have that, when he's the only person on this offense adding in Dotson in like year two, being healthy this season, he was you know, injured most of last year. I think that's going to hurt 46 overall. Wouldn't do that. Uh, underdog. We'll get to this one. Uh, again, it's everyone, basically. Like most, all the wide receivers I've talked about before are an even worse value on that platform than on underdog, which makes them a horrendous pick on those platforms. But on underdog, again, you have to expect that it's going to be a bad value because it's a three wide receiver format. It should be going earlier. Uh, but some that stand out. Uh, Monter St. Brown, average ADP across the industry is 18th overall on underdog. Um, or my underdog ranking for him is 15th overall. Second worst value is on sleeper, 18th overall. Underdog, he's going 13th. I don't think that's too bad. Again, it's in that general range of around 10 through 15 or 16, where there's a boatload of wide receivers. All of them are very similar, and so you should take the one you prefer. Plus, he's going to be awesome for the first six weeks, and so that's really going to benefit teams. You know, just getting those points up early in the season for like redraft leagues, that's going to benefit you. Just getting those early season wins, especially with teams that I build peak late. Like if you're using the rankings, your team is probably not going to start off like 6-0, and but it's going to end really, really strong. And so those early season performances do actually matter. You know, if St. Brown can get you those wins early on, well, you're going to get the wins later on because we're going to break out players later in the season. So I don't think he's a bad pick. It's just it's not a great value in underdog, and it's something I've had to force in. I wasn't really drafting him much because I like Adams. I like Lamb. You know, I like Garrett Wilson. Like, there's a lot of really good players. Uh, Stephon Diggs, A.J. Brown. Like, those are really good wide receivers, and I hadn't been prioritizing St. Brown. So now I kind of make a concerted effort to be like, okay, I have to take him in some leagues, even if he's not the top-ranked wide receiver. Uh, so I've been getting more of him, but again, it's not an amazing value, 13th overall on underdog. Uh, Calvin Ridley, not a good value in underdog. Uh, average ADP across the industry is 35th overall. Um, my underdog rankings 28th, which still feels very high. I'm very high on Calvin Ridley this season. I think he's gonna be awesome. Second worst values on NFL at 31st overall. He's going 24th on underdog. He's at the two-three turn. Another one. It's too early. The two-three turn is too early for Calvin Ridley. Get those last end running backs. Get uh, Mark Andrews. Get these quarterbacks. 
Um, there's some wide receivers that look in that range. T. Higgins, Devonta Smith, grab them at 24. You're asking for so much. Like, yes, he's the number one on Jacksonville. Everything's been confirmed this offseason. He's great. There's going to be a ton of plays where he's isolated as the number one wide receiver, and they're running like a bunch of tight end sets, so they, they don't even have Christian Kirk. Like, it's Zay Jones and Calvin Ridley, and the play's designed to Ridley. Like, again, he's going to be amazing. Draft him on redraft leagues. Underdog, it's tough at 24th overall with... You know, if you're joining, joining tournaments on underdog, many people, including myself, were hammering him when he was at pick like, you know, 30. I don't know if he got to 35, but in that general range. So to take him at 24, like you're just starting off worse than a lot of teams were earlier on. I wouldn't take him there on underdog. Uh, DJ Moore also going too early. Average ADP is 49th. I have him 50th. Second worst value is 47th on NFL. Underdog 38. That's just, It's just too early. And his ADP went way up. After like one target in the preseason, a screen pass, by the way, like a screen pass that he takes to the house. Yeah, it was a great play, but what we're going to like his ADP should skyrocket because of one play. Like, come on, like that doesn't make much sense. Don't overreact to the preseason. We know he's the number one and we know he's good, but he's not going to take, you know, what was that? Like a 60 yard screen pass to the house every single game. It's going to be low volume. That is not going to change a ton. Yes, I understand they're going to throw the ball more now that they have DJ Moore. They feel more confident in these wide receivers, but they're not going to be pass heavy. They'll throw more, but probably going to still finish bottom three in pass attempts per game. They love their running backs. They love Justin Fields. Why would they throw the ball at a high rate? Uh, so again, I, ju I just don't see it at this ADP with DJ Moore. I was liking him when he was falling a little bit and he was coming closer to like pick 50 at 38 overall. Come on, it's too early. Uh, Mike Williams going 62nd overall on average. My underdog ADP is 42nd, so very, very early on him. Uh, second worst value is on NFL 52nd overall. Underdog ADP is 45. So I'm actually a little bit ahead of his ADP. Um, I wanted to bring this up because if you're seeing that, it's for stacking purposes. Like I have him 54th in redraft. That's much closer to his actual ADP. On underdog, I just like Justin Herbert so much that he correlates so beautifully. He's going to be a deep threat for this team. So when he hits, Herbert is coming with him, right? And I think it's a very valuable stack to have because they're going to be in a lot of very high-scoring games this season, even if he doesn't necessarily outproduce this ADP in terms of like points per game among wide receivers. I know that there's going to be a few weeks where he hits for 102 touchdowns in that general range, brings Herbert with him, and if that sort of game happens in the playoff weeks, it's super valuable. And so I think in the range that he's going, I really do like him on underdog, but it's not a good value. And I think he's going that high because of that correlation with the spiked weeks with Herbert. And so in a redraft league, don't take him too early. I think the ADP of 62 kind of makes sense. I probably should be a little bit further back than 54, but I think 54 is in general a solid range for him. Uh, then JSN, that's the last one. Underdog ranking is uh, 57th overall. That's his like ADP on underdog, 57th overall. Average across, across the industry, 89th overall. Um, second worst value in sleepers, 81. I have 64 on underdog, and that's adjusted for the injury. So I did knock him down a few. I think I had him 60th, bumped him down to 64th. Again, I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, it's not a big deal, and hopefully his ADP does fall because of the injury, as soon as he's cleared to play, he's going to be just fine. And he's probably going to be cleared to play. I would guess week two or three. Um, they're being optimistic saying week one. It's probably going to 
be him missing week one. Maybe he misses week two as well. Uh, but the point is, he's going to return somewhere in that week's like one through three range. And at the point where you're getting him in a redraft league at 89th overall on average, you weren't drafting him to be a starter. So don't worry about it in general. You weren't starting week one anyways. Who cares? On underdog, it's such a long season. Um, I don't think 57 will be his final ADP. I think it will drop now to like 60, 61. But it's still, you know, in the middle rounds enough to where if he misses a game, it's not the end of the world. You're going to draft players. They're going to miss a game. Uh, and we know it's not a major injury. Again, he'll be totally fine when he comes back. Last up is Sleeper. Uh, first one up is Michael Pittman Jr. Average ADP across the industry is 83rd overall. My ranking is 75th, so I'm a little bit ahead of ADP. Second worst non-underdog value is on Yahoo at 82nd overall. Uh, sleeper and underdog, 75th. So, you know, again, when you're tied with a, a format that's three wide receiver and favors wide receiver, it's not an amazing value, but it's where I have him ranked. Um, I don't know. I have, like, mixed feelings with Pittman this season. I like him. He's a very, very, very good player, very underrated player. Um, put him on a high-volume offense. Give him a great quarterback. The numbers he could post is, like, scary. Like, he's so, so good. And they have a number two in Alec Pierce, but Alec Pierce is more of a deep threat, not going to command a huge target share. They don't have tight ends that command a high target share. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is requesting a trade, so he might not be there. Like, there is a world where they need to lean on Pittman for double-digit targets every single week where they're not going to move the football. Like, that. there's a world that exists there. Uh, the unfortunate reality is there's also a world where they struggle heavily. Teams are blowing them out a lot. They can't move the ball on offense. And so even though they have to throw it more than they want to because they want to run the ball more, but it, they might be forced to throw it if they're down a ton. Um, and it just might be a really gross offense. And so I understand why he's not going early. But in my opinion, even being a bad value on sleeper and underdog at 75, getting this talented of a player and clearly the number one with red zone upside. And honestly, if JT is gone again, they got to use them. So they got to throw to someone. So I'm actually fine with it, even though he's a bad value. Uh, but on the other sides, I guess, you know, non-sleeper, non-underdog. I mean, if his average ADP is 83rd, that means he's going later than that. I think that's still a really good value. Um, Traylon Burks, average ADP. 106 across the industry, my ranking 101, a little bit ahead. Um, although I might drop him a little bit from there. Uh, second worst non-underdog value is on ESPN at 102. So I think in that like you know 100, 106 range is solid. Sleeper ADP 92, a little bit too early for him. That's a little bit over you know around ahead of where he's going on average. Um, also think he's a good player, but when you mix in his injury, which is a knee injury, so knee injuries are a little bit more of uh, a re-injury risk. And so a little bit of that risk there, a little bit of that risk, not starting the season healthy, but then also it is a low volume offense. And we know that like Hopkins is going to be the number one. Hopkins is going to command a significant target share of the season, and he's going to be very good. DeAndre Hopkins is just a very elite wide receiver. And so being the number two on a low volume team, you know, I don't want to take him earlier than any other site, 90 second, a little bit too early. Last player is Alan Lazard. Uh, this is just like, I just want to point out that he's a very uninspiring pick. And so I don't have a terrible ranking on him. His average ADP across the industry is 144. My ranking is 130. So I'm actually ahead of ADP. Uh, second worst non-underdog value is ESPN at 156. So on most of the sites, I do have him ranked as a value. Maybe I need to drop him even more. Uh, but sleeper ADP is 118. Definitely don't take him on sleeper. That's far too early. Um, I also kind of want to point out that like technically... His average ADP is 144, but my I have like defense rankings separate from the actual rankings because you should take them in the last round or second to last round if you have kickers. Um, 
those ADPs I'm talking about here, 144 on average, count defense, count kickers. And so there's some of those thrown in there that are pushing it a little bit later. If I had to guess, it probably is actually, if you remove, remove those, I'm at around ADP. Um, but I would just say, make sure he's a value. If you're looking for Alan Lazard this season, no matter what the platform is, um, probably just don't take him on sleeper. But on the other ones where his average ADP is a little bit later, um, if he becomes a really good value, sure. Um, I don't have a ton of confidence in him this season. They have a lot of playmakers on this team. Uh, they are going to spread the ball around a decent amount. And Garrett Wilson is the locked and loaded wide receiver one. And I'm not expecting it to be a very high end or a high volume, I guess, passing offense. They'll be efficient and Rodgers will be great, but they're going to win a lot of games where they'll be able to run the ball in the second half. And we know Rodgers likes to play slow. He likes to walk to the line of scrimmage. He likes to drip the play clock, see what's happening and then snap it. And so it doesn't lead to a lot of like high volume pass attempt games. And that's what Lazard would kind of need to, you know, be someone you're consistently starting. I guess that's just like the main takeaway here. And it was the main takeaway with Rondell Moore as well. Think about wide receivers. Once you get past like pick 100, be like, okay, what is the actual chance that I'm starting this player? Not that what can they outproduce this ADP by a little bit? Am I starting them at like wide receiver two on a playoff or championship team? And I just don't see that being the case with Alan Lazard. So why take him, right? Because there are players in that general range where I do think that's the case for. And so draft them and don't draft Lazard. And if you want to see who those players are, I've got a list of my 60 favorite picks up on the website, thefantasyfootballadvice.com, along with my rankings for every scoring format and the custom rankings you can customize for league size, weird scoring settings, bonuses, things like that. So you want to see that again, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. And if you want access to that for free, all you got to do is sign up for your first underdog account today using promo code FFA. Do that, and they will not only match your first deposit up to $100, so you put in $75, they'll turn it into $150, so you just paid a free $75. Bucks. But then also, uh, the next morning, I'm going to email you login information to my website, and you'll be able to use that to see all of my draft rankings, that top 60 must-draft players list, uh, and that's for all positions throughout the entire draft. And then you'll also get... Uh, the custom rankings as well, and you'll get all underdog content all season long. So whether that's the underdog rankings right now or anything I produce in season for underdog, you'll get all of that. Again, a minimum $10 deposit for your first underdog account using promo code FFA. So that'll do it for this one. Hope you all did enjoy. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.